WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Republican challenger Tudor Dixon have squared off in a debate. Speaking last night, the two sparred over issues ranging from abortion to school safety to crime to the roads. Kicking things off, the two were asked what limits they support on abortion. Whitmer said she's been fighting to maintain the current rules, noting she filed a lawsuit to keep a 1931 near-total abortion ban from taking effect. We know that our fundamental rights are very much at risk right now. I am fighting to protect our right to choose. My lawsuit would have kept the law as it is. Our legislature wouldn't take action, and so now we have a ballot initiative to vote on. I will be voting yes. Dixon said she supports allowing abortion to preserve the life of the mother, but she said little else on the subject of limits. So will she respect the result if Proposal 3 to protect abortion rights passes? I will always respect the will of the voter. I don't believe that there are laws that I'm above. Unlike the governor here who said on multiple occasions, if there's a law out there that I don't agree with, I think I should be able to go around it. And Dana Nessel, who has also decided to go around laws, I don't believe in that. Dixon alleged that the roads aren't getting fixed, while Whitmer said evidence on roads statewide says otherwise. Regarding the COVID pandemic, Dixon said Whitmer wouldn't listen to anyone who wanted relief from lockdowns while the state's economy and its residents suffered. Whitmer said the administration's actions saved lives. Another major bridge between St. Joseph and Benton Harbor is about to be under construction. The Michigan Department of Transportation announced today the Blossomland Bridge. Downtown St. Joseph will be undergoing $1.4 million in repairs to critical structures and other improvements starting on Monday. MDOT says that drivers should expect lane closures through December with work resuming in the spring of 2023. The work will include concrete deck patching, curb repairs, substructure and slope paving repairs, temporary supports, expansion joint repairs, and gland replacement, as well as pressure relief joints and approach repairs. MDOT says the project will support about 18 jobs. Conexus, Barry and Risa, and Lake Michigan College are teaming up for a career pathway day this month to help local ninth graders learn about possibilities for the future. RESA Assistant Superintendent Chris Machiniak says about 2,000 career and technical education students will be at the Mendel Center on October 28th to meet with employers. The students will come in and they will participate in hands-on activities, whether that be one of the CTE programs that our county offers, the post-secondary, or the industry members. Machiniak says more than 40 employers will be there, representing industries that include healthcare, manufacturing, arts, and communications, and human services, among other things. So why focus on ninth graders? That's that good age. Right around the seven, eight, ninth grade levels are kind of key components to really open the eyes of those students moving forward. And especially ninth graders, they can start selecting some of these CT classes. If not in 10th grade, then definitely in 11th grade. Machiniak says the organizations have held Career Pathway Day before, but not for the last couple of years. Representatives of colleges and universities will also be there. Organizers say helping young people understand the career pathways available to them will enable them to grow into successful adults right here in southwest Michigan. Vice President Kamala Harris will visit Metro Detroit this Sunday. She's coming to raise money for Democrats, rally young voters, and tout the passage of legislation that the administration says will turn up the production of semiconductor chips helping the auto industry. Harris spoke with Michigan News Network ahead of her visit. I will tell you that I think that you've got an extraordinary governor in Michigan who um, has done incredible work. 
Um, she's a bipartisan leader who has delivered for the families of Michigan, and, um, and she is on the ballot, and, and I would encourage people to know that, you know, voter registration deadline is on Monday, October 24th, and Michigan residents can request mail-in ballots or vote in person even today. Harris will appear at a private Democratic Party fundraiser and make an appearance in Detroit. That's where she'll showcase the administration's efforts to spur the production of semiconductor chips. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is partnering with the Humane Society to help fight animal abuse. Since the partnership was announced this week, Nessel and the Humane Society have announced charges against 52-year-old Kevin Warren of River Rouge after he used Facebook accounts to communicate about breeding, selling, and fighting dogs. Michigan Humane CEO Matt Pepper says this is a big step in the right direction. It does feel good to get justice, not only for, for the animals involved, but for the community. I mean, people, these type of crimes don't occur in isolation. They occur in conjunction with other criminal activities. So today was, was equally about celebrating the partnership and what it's going to mean for creating safer communities moving forward. Warren was arraigned in Wayne County on three counts of animal fighting. He's also facing one count of possession, possessing fighting animals. The Michigan Secretary of State's office held a licensed restoration clinic today at McCoy's Memorial Church of God in Christ in Benton Harbor. They offered uh, the clinic had lawyers on hand to help drivers with suspended licenses determine what steps they need to take to restore their driving privileges. As of about 2 p.m. today, the clinic said they helped 75 local residents. Pastor Stephen McCoy, who hosted the event, as well as a COVID vaccination clinic, flu shot clinic, and voter registration event, spoke to us about why they did it. That's easy. You kept the residents in Benton Harbor. We look at it. It's, it's a service to the community. Michigan Department of State Deputy Chief Kate Doyle was on hand for the event and said, while today's clinic doesn't necessarily mean everyone is going to be eligible to have their license back, it does mean they're walking away with an understanding of what they have to do to get back on the road with a valid driver's license in the future. And with Halloween just about here, Carol's Hope in St. Joseph is offering parents a way for their kids to get their candy without having to run around the neighborhood the night of October 31st. It's holding its first-ever trunk-or-treat event on October 28th. Carol's Hope peer recovery coach Heather Button tells us the evening will feature a trunk decorating contest, candy, and prizes. Trick-or-treating is coming, and just to give the kids a safe place to gather some goodies and not have to walk around and potentially be unsafe, we want to give them a safe place to grab their goodies. Button says they're organizing partners to come and help make the event a hit. It'll be October 28th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Carol's Hope on M139 in St. Joseph. The event will be free and open to everyone. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Former President Donald Trump has responded to the January 6th Select Committee's vote to issue the former president a subpoena in its ongoing investigation on the attack of the Capitol. ABC's Ike Egeochi has more from Washington. In a post to Truth Social, former President Trump's conservative social media platform, Trump calls the select panel's unanimous decision to issue him a subpoena a charade and a witch hunt. In his multi-page memo to Chairman Thompson, Trump reiterated his false claims of election fraud, but didn't address the vote to subpoena him and whether he would comply. The actual subpoena has yet to be issued. And it's important to note, a subpoena is not an optional document, so it's likely there will be some kind of response from the former president's legal team. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. Senior U.S. officials say the Defense Department has gotten a request from SpaceX and Tesla founder Elon Musk 
to take over funding for a satellite network that has provided crucial battlefield communications for the Ukrainian military during the war with Russia. The officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive matter not yet made public, said the issue has been discussed in meetings and senior leaders are weighing the matter. There have been no decisions. Musk's Starlink system of more than 2,200 low-orbiting satellites has provided broadband internet to more than 151,000 Ukrainian ground stations. Early on Friday, Musk tweeted, It's costing SpaceX about $20 million a month to support Ukraine's communications needs. President Biden is continuing his West Coast trip Today, spending part of the day in California before heading to Oregon, Morph maybe sees Karen Travers. President Biden starts his day in California, delivering remarks in Irvine that the White House says will focus on lowering costs for American families. The event comes a day after a new inflation report showed prices were 2% higher in September compared to a year ago. Later today, the president travels to Portland, Oregon, where he'll participate in a grassroots volunteer event with the Oregon Democrats. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Russian President Vladimir Putin expects his troop mobilization for combat in Ukraine to end in about two weeks. That would allow him to end the unpopular and chaotic call-up meant to counter Ukrainian battlefield gains and solidify his illegal annexation of Ukrainian territory. Putin faces domestic discontent and military setbacks in neighboring countries, increasingly armed with advanced Western weapons. He told reporters today he, quote, did not set out to destroy Ukraine and does not regret starting the conflict. Russia's difficulties in achieving its war aims are becoming apparent in the illegally annexed Kyrgyzstan region. Anticipating an advance by Ukrainian forces, Moscow-installed authorities there urged residents to flee today. This week, mortgage rates in the U.S. have soared to a nearly 20-year high as a response to interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve as a way to halt growing inflation nationwide. With those costs rising, ABC's Rebecca Jarvis has some tips for potential home buyers on what they can do now to prepare if they intend to buy a home in this market. Don't rush yourself on this decision. It is a gigantic financial decision. You have to be willing, especially if you're buying right now, to stay in that house for at least five years before you're looking to move again. Improve your credit. The best credit scores will get the very best mortgage rates available. And be cautious about some of these newer mortgage products that do things like send your rates higher over time because we're in this environment right now. Prosecutors in the case of a Florida school shooter, Nicholas Cruz, are calling for an investigation after a juror said she felt threatened by another member of the jury during deliberations that ended with a life sentence for Cruz. Prosecutors asked Friday for law enforcement to investigate after the unnamed juror told their office about what, quote, she perceived to be a threat from a fellow juror while in the jury room. The information has been turned over to sheriff's investigators who will contact the juror. A divided jury spared Cruz the death penalty and instead decided to send him to prison for the rest of his life. The unrelenting drought in America's midsection has driven the Mississippi River to its lowest average level in more than a decade. ABC's Jim Ryan says that's causing problems for people who rely on the nation's second longest river for commerce and for drinking water. Upriver from New Orleans, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is dredging the bottom of the Mississippi to keep barges and cargo ships moving. But downriver... We're being invaded by salt water. Because, says Sean Duffy of Big River Coalition, near its mouth, the Mississippi is below sea level, allowing a backflow from the Gulf of Mexico. The solution is to build a levee at the bottom of the river. That levee will eventually trap the saltwater wedge, the heaviest portion, which travels on the bottom. Until then, homeowners in one Louisiana parish have been warned of high sodium levels in their water supply. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 
And another another day, another test for the leader once referred to as Rocket Man. Morph maybe sees Tom Rivers at the foreign desk. Up, up and away, another ballistic missile test for North Korea. Mixing it up this time, they also fired hundreds of artillery shells toward the sea and flew warplanes near the border with South Korea. It was Pyongyang's 15th missile launch since it resumed testing activities last month. The North says those tests were simulations of nuclear strikes on South Korean and U.S. targets, said to be in response to recent military exercises involving a U.S. aircraft carrier. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.